an outsider. Always have been. You know, I move between circles, but I don't exactly belong in any of them. I belong where the black sheep roam, where the outcasts scratch their living off dry dirt. I suppose that membership in the society of outcasts is its own belonging and non-belonging. But I take pride in it, and I ask myself, is this just narcissism? Am I too proud to give allegiance to any normal group? Too afraid to make a commitment to a mainstream tribe that might scorch me? I do worry about that. But I love the frayed edges of society where the broken gems live, the boondocks, the hinterlands, the wilderness. They feel free to me in a way that the city does not. And I think that us black sheep that skirt the edges, we know a unique kind of life, divinely given. But I also want to say to you, I think all people, each and every one, are black sheep, deep down. We're all our own kind of weird. And there's a beauty in that. And we ought to own it. My name's Ransom, and you're listening to the ramblings of a revenant alien. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Range Roman Antiquarians. Rambling for rambling's sake since 2022. Thanks for coming, everybody, especially any of you new folks. I appreciate you all. Drop that briefcase, close that email, turn off your socials, and come with me down the back trails of the mind. Enjoy the sights and sounds and the sting of the blues. If you're stressed, unwind. If you're down, let it be, friend. If you're perky, walk tall. However you find yourself, I hope you find some light to take with you on your journey. And if so, hold it high and pass it on. It's good to be back in the booth, everybody. It has been a very, very hot two weeks here in Los Angeles. If you're not here and you watch the national news, I'm sure it's hit your papers or your news feed or whatever at some point about how we're just boiling out here. But finally, finally, it broke last weekend. It's over. And today, I got to say, today is gorgeous. I was up earlier this morning taking our young ones to a doctor's appointment that was scheduled that early for Lord knows why, but uh, going outside in just a gray, cloudy, cool morning, it uh, made me really grateful for where I live, and I hope uh, you have that same gratitude wherever you are. Every place you live has its own unique ups and downs and the things that make it great to live there and uh, not so great to live there, and L.A. sure got its share of both. So I'll take the cool, calm, quiet, cloudy mornings anytime they come out here. You know, because they inspire me. They put me in a mood to write this for y'all and to bring it to you with a sense of mystery, I hope. sense of optimism. A sense of possibility. You know, because today we're going to talk about something near and dear to my heart. And I hope it expands your horizons. Now let's get out there and do some rambling.
case this phrase, black sheep, is new to you, and while that feels unlikely, the world is changing so rapidly that I have to imagine a fair number of urbanites may never have heard this phrase, let me define it. The black sheep is the odd one out, yeah? the, the wayward one, possibly the disgrace. Yeah? The background of this term is, I hope, obvious. Real-world black sheep, that is, sheep with dark wool, are rare. You know, most sheep are woolly white, and the shepherd can shear them and sell that wool for a good price because it can be dyed and used in all kinds of applications. But you can't dye black wool, so you have to sell it for less, and so it's, quote, worth less. And that notion and phrase quickly took on a metaphorical strength. You know, a deviating family member or town citizen or church congregant was a black sheep to be treated as an outcast and one who didn't fit in, didn't belong, and rubbed all them normal sheep the wrong way. And so this phrase became a pejorative, almost a sentence, a bit like the scarlet letter. Once you were labeled a black sheep, you, you had to live on the edges, live alone, and endure all kinds of abuse. And any of y'all who have lived that life know exactly how hard it is, and how unfair. Because I guarantee you, Every cool person, every world-changing luminary, every genius down through history was a black sheep. They stand out. They make the rest uncomfortable because their wool can't be changed to something different. They are who they are, and they can't hide it. And thus, they often do momentous things. But along the way, they live a lonely life. They don't really fit in with the crowd, and most black sheep find their companionship and solace in each other, and in the wise but more vanilla folk who see the treasure in the odd, the different, the unique. Well, today we're going to celebrate those. So if you're a black sheep, like me, this one's for you. Confession time. Like I said, I consider myself a black sheep. I'm a little weird, a little stubborn, a little too wide left to slide into the normal flow of things. And I'm okay with that. But I've noticed something about seeing myself that way, and I want to shine some light on it. See, black sheep, and if you are one, you'll know what I mean. We think we're better than everybody else. You know? Yeah, we look at the trendy, the hip, the in-crowd, the partiers, the jocks, etc. And while at times we may be envious of their apparent happiness, we don't actually want to be them. We're suspicious of such a smooth existence. It seems fake. It seems put on. And whether because of that suspicion or our own coping strategies, we look at our lot in life as the outcast and take pride in it. We wear it like a badge and puff out our chests. Now, this also explains the many black sheep who walk around angry with a chip on their shoulder. Yeah, they've been rejected by society, and so they reject it in return. It's like, oh, you don't like me, huh? Well, guess where you can stick that disdain? I'll give you one guess. 
And those of us on the fringes can get combative, you know, because we know that getting pushed out like that for immutable personality traits is wrong. It's wrong. It's a symptom of human brokenness and imperfection, fear and selfishness, and we're experiencing the consequences of that. And that sucks. Yeah? It hurts. And since we humans all want to be our own legend, one of the ways we black sheep cope is indulging delusions of grandeur and nursing contempt for those who've hurt us. That's pride and hate. And those aren't good friends. And I just want to admit that to everybody and throw a line to any other black sheep who are feeding on resentment and bitterness and a vengeful heart. Brother, sister, you're better than that. You have a beauty to give the world, and you shouldn't let it get corrupted. Let those fearful bullies live in their own benighted cages. Pity them, and let them go. Pride does not become you. Now, to flip it around, let me emphasize one fact. We outcasts have a keener vision of how this world really works than uh, anybody who's riding high in the good graces of the crowd. If you're an it guy or girl, life can look pretty rosy. People seem great. They give you stuff. They tell you how cool you are. They cater to your whims. They crave your affection. It's pretty intoxicating and blinding because the dark underbelly is hidden from you. But it's still there, and it will come out. The love of the crowd can turn on you in an instant. The passing popularity wave can crush you. And we black sheep know this. You know, we sort of see through the veneer. We seem to have been given a clarity about the bright, shiny lights beaming out from the heart of Pleasure Island. And we're wary of being drawn in and cooked like a moth in a flame. Because there's no such thing as a free lunch. Nothing so pretty can actually be pretty all the way down. Not when humans built it. At some point, you're going to find the corrupt heart, the degrading machinery, and all the poor people held in its thrall. And uh, from the outside, that's easier to see and to say, Nah, I'm good. I'll stick to the real and transparent, even though it's out here in the boonies. At least I can trust it. It ain't going to sell me a pack of lies. Although, let's be real, anything we put our faith in on this earth can and usually does undercut us at some point. So like I said above, black sheep, though we feel better than everybody else, we're not. We're doing our best. But that is pretty darn good. Beats the maelstrom of the mainstream. The constant obsessive search for the next trend, the next star, the next viral hit. No, thank you. Sounds exhausting. Out here in the wilderness, things are just more clear. And if you don't believe me, I encourage you to try it. Turn down the noise and go find someone weird and real. That odd neighbor. That person you sit next to on the bus. That co-worker that eats lunch alone. You'll learn amazing things once you step outside the predictable 
Just you wait and see. You know, as I wound my way through these meditations, I kept coming back to this desire I have to reconcile the black sheep to the rest, and the rest to the black sheep. Because like I said in the opening, I've traveled through many different circles in my time. You know, kind of at the edges, but now I've seen the inside of so many groups. I've hung with the popular crowd and the theater crowd. Now I've roomed with a band and engineering nerd. I've geeked out over music with the rock and rollers and the classical-only folks. I'm married to a bookworm. I went to school with the film lovers, and I have relatives who love the big, broad tentpole flicks. This world of people is so diverse and amazing. There are so many beautiful shades of humanity, and I'm, I'm truly grateful to have traveled between the cliques. And to all of them, whoever's listening, let me say to you, expand. Expand your mind. Expand your circle. Don't be so afraid. Those people you just don't get are more like you than you think. And yeah, I know this really only works if both sides are willing to meet in the middle, and that's rare. But maybe we can make it less rare. One weirdo at a time. A little story for you before I move on. As I've mentioned, I played football in high school, and that's a kind of celebrity that not many people get to experience. It definitely had its perks, and you know, while I wouldn't say I deserved them, I did get to live with a bit of notoriety, especially senior year as a captain. We didn't win a lot, so it was easy not to let it go to my head, but after my final season, and I was looking for stuff to do, and I ended up playing an extra in our school musical because they needed burly guys, and I was still pretty jacked up from the season. Anyway... One day before rehearsal, I was talking with another cast member, and she got this look and said, I can't believe a captain of the football team is talking to me. And I was speechless. And because I didn't see myself as any different than her, I'm just one more dude doing whatever it is I do. But then it hit me, and I hope I said so to her, I don't remember, but it hit me that she was the insider when it came to theater. And she was talking to me. You know? We were crossing circles and seeing that they're all imaginary. They don't need to keep us apart. If you don't hear anything else this episode, hear that, all right? Social circles should never be closed or impermeable because there are delightful encounters waiting out there to be had between us. Don't clam up and cheat yourself. Get out there and be ready. I can hear some of you simmering as I get all rosy about this, but don't worry, I know. B 
being dubbed a black sheep and cast out isn't always a blessing in disguise. Often it's pure lonely agony. It can make you angry, even if, and come on, this is true sometimes, even if you kind of did it to yourself. Now, maybe you made some poor choices, tried the wrong drug, attached yourself to some broken people, and uh, ended up alone. And that can be the cruelest kind of loneliness, you know, the kind we create and nourish ourselves. But whatever the reason, the outcast's solitude is like a jagged splinter, and it screws with your mind. See, when you're alone, everything feels unreal. Is the world a dream? Are we even awake? What's true? How would we even know? All we have are the sounds and sights coming into our heads, and no one around to share them with. This is the reason we need to be with others, and people we can't predict and can't read their mind. It forces us alive. It's its own kind of pain, don't get me wrong, but it was made to be the good kind, like an astringent or physical therapy. <laughs> yeah, it hurts. Yeah, it sucks. Especially when you've gotten used to pushing people away. But when you stop doing that, it makes you stronger. It bolsters your belief in life and hope. Even when you don't want to be around people, you ought to take the chance if you get it. Because while being a loner feels like strength, or at least it does for me, it's actually kind of selfish. And it's hard to say that because I know it hurts. It hurts you, hurts me. Because I'm preaching to myself. Lately, I just want to sit here and do my thing and not have anybody bother me, thanks. But I ought to tell myself and try to believe it what I'm about to tell you. You got something to give. You know that? Some gift, some treasure. I mean it. Sure, maybe you ain't cold fusion or anything, but people need you and what you bring even if they don't know it and won't admit it. And I know engaging with those people is like turning the other cheek. It stings and it's humiliating, but I'm telling you, it's strength and it's courage. And the good people out there, and they are out there, will see it and welcome you in. You got to have faith in that, though. And that ain't easy. split the atom 
Look, this may be a tough ramble for some of you. For some reason, I just feel that. Which is why I'm trying to be so encouraging. I'm imagining someone listening to this all by themselves, maybe in tears, maybe furious. Maybe they already turned it off. I hope not, but I'm a realist. But for those of you still listening, let me holler at you for a second. If you're like me, you get down on yourself quite a bit. You're tough on yourself. You roll your eyes at things you do and have done that you're ashamed of. And I don't just mean wicked choices, moral failings, and dumb decisions. I mean the way you are, your personality, your tics, the things that are true of you that you wish were not. Sort of like how I've heard uh, straight-haired girls wish for curly hair and curly-haired girls wish for straight hair. We denigrate and disdain the way we were made. And that's tough, because we ain't going to change that. Not even with plastic surgery. And you couple that self-loathing with this whole black sheep phenomenon and you end up in a spot where you end up agreeing with those who have rejected you. You start thinking, yeah, I deserve that. I mean, look at me. I'm awful. I'm, I'm stupid. I'm a weirdo. Ugh. Get away from me, self. Yeah, I wish that sentiment weren't held by so many of us, but I know it is. And it's a lie, folks. It's cancer. It's the husky whispers of the devil. You gotta reject all that. At the same time, though, I don't think it's good to try and swing all the way to the opposite side of the pendulum and tell yourself how amazing you are. I'm not a big fan of exaggerated positive self-talk. I think the sweet spot is in letting all that go. To learn to be comfortable in your own strange skin. Yeah, you're your own kind of peculiar. You do that thing that some people find annoying. You're not great at fair games. You have trouble talking to other humans. You feel like the odd one out. But here's the open secret. That's everyone. Everyone has to translate their inner weird into other people speak. Some are just really good at it. Or maybe really good at putting on a front. But this is what I was saying at the open. We're all kind of outcasts from each other. We're all trying to connect across open air that can feel infinite. And you shouldn't feel bad if that's especially hard for you. It ain't your fault. It wasn't something you chose. It's just a human condition. And we all got to deal with it. And one of the most beautifully human things we can do for each other is be outcasts together. Look around you. You see anybody else alone? Go over to them. Live side by side. And you'll find the same insecurities in them you got in you. And hopefully, you'll both realize you can let them fall. the world needs the weird, the outlandish, the impossible, the free-thinking futurists who see the way things are and say, you know what? We can do better than that. 
I said it earlier, but it's worth repeating. You can't change the world you live in if you fall into its mold. We would never have so many incredible features of today without people who dared to be different. I mean, look around. Paper. Writing. Cars. Planes. Those crazy techno bricks we carry around in our pockets and listen to podcasts on. We wouldn't have them if there were not unique people who embraced their uniqueness and followed it down the rabbit hole into a strange new world. Now, I feel like I don't need to expand on this point that much. Elon Musk, Steve Jobs, Nikola Tesla, the Wright brothers, Khalil Gibran, Michael Jackson, Stephen King. And I'm just going to stop there and say every groundbreaking human from every ethnicity and whichever gender that I'm leaving out. And I know I'm leaving them out. Almost all of them. But I do have a time limit. Those of you who have been pushed to the fringes because you're trying to do new things, remember that you're in really good company. And even if what you end up doing isn't quite to the level of genius, may I remind you that we are all contributing to the human endeavor in our own way, bringing something to the people near us who feel the effects of our choices. And though it can be hard to live and work and create in a small circle, that circle has transcendent value. might not feel that way, and maybe you don't believe in transcendence, but if not, at least see the beauty that is right there, available to you through the down and dirty work you're doing in the here and now. Maybe it's all you got. But it's enough. And it matters. And black sheep, there is no one else like you. No one else taking up the space you take up. No one else can decide what to do with it except you. So I gotta urge you. Find you. Be you. Do you. And screw the haters. And cling to the people that matter. We're here for you. rumination before I let you go. No one really understands how all this works, this strange universe in which we find ourselves. We all have our theories and beliefs, but we're all crawling in the dark to one degree or another. And I think that terror is one of the driving factors of in-group and out-group thinking, which is what leads to some people being called black sheep and worth less when in fact they should be celebrated. Would that every outcast story ended like the film Rudy, where the underdog finally gets his or her due. A moment of glory where all the struggling and sacrifice and anonymity is finally recognized. Alas, for many of us, that will never be in this life. We hold out hope for it, but we can't guarantee it. Again, we're doing our best. Crawling over rocks, uneven ground, maybe broken glass. And it's that unifying condition that should bring us all together. Help us hear each other. Stop pushing each other out. Stop fighting when we should listen. But ultimately, if we're crawling in the dark, what we need is light. If we're a black sheep out there alone in the wilderness, what we need is a home. 
We need another conscious being who knows we exist. Which is why I find so interesting this ancient rabbi who described God as a great shepherd, who was actually everything we hoped for, who would leave the 99 normies and go after the one wandering black sheep because he loved that sheep just as much as all the rest. Maybe even a little bit more? Doesn't that sound too good to be true? Hmm, most definitely. But I think that's part of why I hold to it. It's an ideal that seems to me to come from outside the human capacity. It's not something evolved apes should long for. And yet we do. And knowing we all share that wish, especially the outcasts, I hope we can all be a little more open-hearted when possible. And I gotta tell you, I think... I know it is possible because we're all just black sheep. We're all just looking for our way home. Ah, well, not a bad ramble, huh? Hope you agree. If so, please do subscribe and share and rate and review wherever you're listening. Help me get this to the people that need to hear it. If you want to reach out to me, you can drop me a line using RevenantAlien.com slash contact. I'm also on Twitter at ArevenantAlien, where I spout off and muse and rant and, you know, it's Twitter. Uh, also on Instagram now, if you want to find me there, at ArevenantAlien. And uh, same for Medium, if you like short stories and slightly more literary musings. You can find all these links in the show notes. And if, uh, if you're a black sheep and you're wondering if anybody cares, know that I do. And I'm not the only one. And check out RevenantAlien.com slash searchers. You ask me, God loves the black sheep. Like you wouldn't believe. Don't be a stranger. Godspeed. And I'll see you out there. That was kind of nice, right? A little light for your day whenever you're listening to this. You know, I got the idea for this episode uh, just from that phrase, God loves the black sheep. Uh, you may not believe in God. You may not believe in anything supernatural. But, man, think about all the movies that resonate with you where the outcast becomes the hero, right? Where the the broken person becomes whole. The, the family draws someone in. You know, it helps change their life. That's what that phrase signifies to me. Obviously more because I believe in higher things and I believe there's there's more to this world than we see. But that phrase, uh, God loves the black sheep. Uh, I love the dignity that it gives to the outcast. I love thinking about that person who's out there thinking that nobody cares and nobody notices and nobody sees them. But there is someone that does. And it's a beautiful thing when that can be another human. You know, I think it's someone supernatural, of course, but we can be that for each other. That's an astounding thing. It's a beautiful thing. Now, oddly enough, we do need to be careful that it's not about us. I think sometimes compassion can be self-focused, if that makes sense. Right? We see someone that we think is in need, and we think, oh, I would be such a good person if I went and did that. I, I would feel so good about myself if I helped him. And that is a danger <laughs> that we need to kind of push away and remind ourselves that it's about them, not us. But that shouldn't stop us from helping somebody. 
It shouldn't stop us from reaching out and pulling someone in who's all by themselves, even when they fight us and, and you know push us away. Uh, when they seem like they don't want to be welcomed in, when they've when they're, maybe they're a black sheep and they're really angry about it, and they'll push you away. But don't give up, okay? It's a, it's a high calling to be an open door to somebody and welcome them into your life. With wisdom, if some people got really big problems, sure. And, you know, you, you can't be an enabler. You can't ignore things that need to be taken care of. It might take a lot of work, but it's good work and it's worth it. So... And if you're a black sheep out there, and I really do hope this encourages you today because uh, I, I've spent my time on the fringes and uh, made a lot of friends out there. And I love you guys. I really do. You're not alone. I don't know who's listening to this or when or why. Maybe it's years down the road and I've moved on and I'm doing other things. But if you're hearing my voice, think of it like a miracle that this is the message you need to hear. God loves you. He really does. And uh, if you want to find him, right there i'm usually not that explicit in this podcast and for those of you that are maybe atheists or agnostics that are rolling your eyes right now i get it it's fine it's fine but hey if you're a good person you understand at least that you can be the link for someone uh, to bring them into friendship and do something beautiful so i hope you do that finally if you're one of my core audience i got some uh, fun news for you I should, if if everything goes to plan, I should have recorded my first interview episode uh, before this even comes out. So we're going to start doing that. Uh, I'll preview it for you a little bit once I actually have some audio. But uh, I'm just going to try to rack up some interviews, let you talk to some of the really wise people that are in my life. I would love to bring their wisdom to you and uh, their humor and their insight, you know, uh, family and friends. And, you know, who knows if it really takes off. Hopefully we can get some really, really interesting people on here. And I just want to, I just want to let you know. I hope you look forward to it. I know I look forward to to seeing y'all out there, so to speak, to know that uh, this is doing some of you good. And it's a great privilege, and it's a, a great joy uh, to do this. So, be looking out for that. It's coming down the pike. And with that, my time in the booth is over. So I got to vacate for the next person. So, uh, Godspeed, everybody. Get some, and I love you. Peace. <laughs>